Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for The Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and on Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at The Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash The Viking Age. All right, on today's show, we've got Adam Carlson. He's been on the show multiple times in the past and he's been with the viking age for a long time so just welcome back to the show adam yeah thanks for having me back on i'm excited to talk vikings even though this is one of the slower times of the year all right let's play a little game called who has more where i will take a category and ask you which vikings player will finish with the highest amount in that category i'll give you two vikings players per okay question so sound good to you i'm done with that all right, so let's start with who has more starts in 2021, Kellen Mond or Drew Samia? Hmm. Well, based on potential injury alone, I got to go Drew Samia, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. If he makes the team, right? Because he's, he's probably on the bubble already. He's got to be. Because unless something happens and Kirk misses the game or has to or can sit out week. 18. 18? <laughs> that sounds weird saying. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to go with Samia? Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I kind of have to, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I would agree. I'm, it's just hard to rule out that I would, and I would put the over under at starts at like one for both of them. Right. So it's, 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 I picked those two. I hope I, it's I neither. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, if it is Mon, I would hope that it would be in that week 18 where the Vikings are like sitting people out to rest. Kirk needs to finish this season out so that yeah. the Vikings can have that back to back quarterback starting every game well, of a season for two years in a row. Would it count if he got 16 games? Because, you know, there's 17 <laughs> games now, so it would be back to back 16 games. So we just, we, we just wouldn't mention that there's also a 17 game. Just kind of brush that one under the rug a yeah. little bit. All right, so who has good. more rushing touchdowns in 2021, Alexander Madison or Kirk Cousins? Huh. I'll take Kirk on the sneaks. Oh, there we go. There we go. Because I think that we're going to see a lot of Madison, but it's going to be shorter yardage in the middle of the field. And, Is he going to pick uh, the but, right hole this time? <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I watched <laughs> that play, and it's that split second mm-hmm. that can make all the difference. It's it's crazy, but uh, Kirk doesn't sneak a lot, especially not in in this Vikings offense. So again, up. I expect both those numbers to be quite low. He pulls those, you know, sometimes random QB draws and then scrambles in so you never know with uh the young whippersnapper uh clint kubiak could throw in the in the playbook there see if because you know opposing defenses are going to respect that delvin cook short yardage pounding when they all line up in the big formation he rolls out he could find himself with an easy score oh yeah um all right who has more sacks in 2021 anthony barr or Mackenzie alexander now Mackenzie alexander had four sacks in 2018 
and Barr hasn't had more than three and a half sacks since his rookie year in 2014. But Barr hasn't played full seasons either in that time. I don't a couple, believe. I think a couple. He, he, um, the first couple of years, yeah, he was he missed some injury time. But I think before last year, he had like a year, a year or two where he was playing in most of the games. And of course, that'll just dis- depend on how much respect is put on the other side <laughs> with the defensive end, and that'll depend on how, whether or not Hunter comes back. Um, I just don't see the blitzing with Alexander that much. I'm gonna go with Barr on this one. All right. Yeah, I I thought it was interesting because I remember when Mackenzie Alexander was was in Minnesota last time and he had four sacks and I just I'm like four sacks and I remember just looking at Barr's stats and be like he had more sacks than Anthony Barr like what what's going on? But obviously you know Mackenzie Alexander he takes advantage of his blitzes and. Uh, We'll have to see what I'm curious to see exactly what the Vikings do with Mackenzie Alexander this year. If they maybe let him work on the outside a little bit because he had that opportunity last year with the Bengals, um, or if Zimmer's just like, no, you're staying on the inside. Uh, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see the ro- his role because he is a veteran on team with a lot of really young players, mm-hmm. and bringing Patrick Peterson in kind of solidifies half of that. Then you've got a high draft pick from last year on the other side. But, man, seeing how much, how many resources the Vikings have poured into cornerbacks over the last few years, it's it's just wild, especially for a team that is supposed to be able to draft and develop cornerbacks under Mike Zimmer. The turnaround and the just inability to keep and pay these players, it's wild, man. Speaking of uh, Peterson, he had some uh, interesting comments on his his podcast recently about how he feels appreciated in Minnesota and not tolerated like he was in Arizona for the last few years. So he is adding some fuel to the fire when it comes to, you know, bulletin board material for that week two matchup between the Cardinals and Vikings when he makes his return to Arizona. That's going to be an interesting matchup for sure. Yeah, it's it's not like he's washed up or anything. He, no. He's not as old as people are making him sound. And I think that he's out there to prove that that's one point that the media has been kind of making about him. And I've been seeing a lot of Vikings fans talking about. And at that age, he's really not that old. Was he 30, 31? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's fine. Remember Terrence Newman? Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> All right, so who has more receiving touchdowns in 2021? Irv Smith Jr. or Dalvin Cook? Can't give me the easy one with Adam Thielen, huh? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, but this should be another good year for Irv Smith. I, I just see him taking another step. And although Kyle Rudolph, I think he only had like four touchdowns last year. He, he had I one. see him I think he only one? one. Yeah. Oh, that's why, man. That's why he was complaining after the year, like, oh, I didn't get any targets or anything. Because, yeah, his touchdown numbers have been terrible. Especially considering what he's been getting paid. But with Irv, I mean, you got that little bit of explosiveness after the catch. And with Thielen and Jefferson on the outside drawing a lot of attention, he could easily take a, a, a catch over the middle and burst that up the field. I mean, we, we could see some pretty good yardage and touchdown numbers from Smith. Yeah, speaking of Smith, I'm really interested in how Tyler Conklin plays next year because I really liked how he you know, kind of 
burst onto the scene at the end of last year when when Rudolph was hurt and kind of made a a little bit of a name for him. And I feel like the Vikings, if they're smart, I think he, Conklin has one year left on his deal. And if they're smart, it might be a good idea to maybe extend Conklin, get a get a little cheap extension in there, which they've done in the past with like Jarius Wright and Blair Walsh. Um, yeah, not a bad idea at all, to be honest. Uh, if you can lock down a role player, yeah. and uh, he he also plays on special teams, which is nice. Oh, they do that with Fusco too. I feel like Brandon. Fusco. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe do that with their with their new money that they have. Give uh give Conklin some and get that tight money. end three. Got to have that tight end three. Yeah, Conklin needs some money to finish his back piece <laughs> that he's he's working on right now to to cover his entire body with with tattoos. Him and him and him him and Irv Smith are like I feel like it's a competition right now. Who's who's gonna who's gonna tattoo their face first? Um, well, those two guys might be able to help me get my first tattoo because first. I've um, always said that my first tattoo is gonna be when the Vikings win a championship. All right, well let's and go. I'm getting that Norseman logo on me, so that's go. gonna be it. And uh, maybe I'll go my whole life without ink. Maybe yeah. it'll happen later. Yeah. We gotta After figure season. out how to nickname for those guys like the Ink Pros or something like that. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, who has more interceptions in twenty twenty one, Harrison Smith or Patrick Peterson? Oh, I I love how Harrison Smith is able to put himself in great situations. Oh yeah, and I I feel like it's going to be a bit of a deterrent to have Patrick Peterson over there, but. I also think that Mike Zimmer's not going to have Patrick Peterson chasing best receivers around the field and following them. No. I, I don't think that's going to be part of his strategy at all. So, uh, yeah, and the Vikings face a lot of really tough receivers this year. There's just so, so many right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Harrison Smith on this one, even though he is one of those that his body's been taking a lot of damage over the years, and he is getting older and. I, I believe like, he he's a little older than Patrick Peterson, right? Slightly, they might be around the same age. I think Peterson was drafted before Smith. I think Peterson might have been twenty eleven, and then Smith was. It's got to uh, be close. Twenty twelve, um, but I feel like with the additions that the Vikings made on defense, it's going to allow Harrison Smith to get more, get back to more being like that kind of freestyle safety where he just lines up basically wherever he wants. Right. Um, where last year, I feel like he probably had to stay more put. Um, in the traditional safety spot because just there's so much inexperience and no pass rush, inexperienced yeah. corners. Uh, Minnesota Vikings were just getting passed all over when they weren't. They had a defensive line that just could not hold in the middle. That that dam kept breaking. Had people right pretending, the pretending to tackle like Chris Jones. Oh <laughs> man, Chris Jones made some bad business decisions. <laughs> yeah, like he, I feel like he had a kind of a. I feel like he was decent in coverage, so like right. him just deciding not to tackle is like, what are you doing? Just just make the tackle. <laughs> um, all right, to finish it up, I'm going to ask you about a topic that we typically end your appearances on the show, and that is the wonderful world of professional wrestling. Now, oh, boy. on Wednesday, the WWE announced the releases of some pretty monumental superstars. They did. Uh, no pun intended, but Braun Strowman, uh, Aleister Black, Ruby Riot, and Lana, and, and a couple other guys, Murphy, and I think, and, and someone else. Right. Um, were any of these departures a mistake in your eyes? <clears throat> See, 
I, I think what they're doing is I, I think this is sort of a liquidation of talent. Yeah. And you it's think, not you think they're selling based. On, yeah, I do think so. Yeah. I think this is all setting up some sort of move to get the WWE completely over to NBC. Really? I, I've enjoyed a lot of what the NBC product has brought to, uh, you know, the Peacock streaming platform with, yep. with the WWE network. I love that I can go on there and watch NXT UK. That's is just a, is a and E part of that uh, Peacock, or are they part of something else? I don't know. I, I actually don't watch a and E because I know they've had I've all those, really those uh, recent biographies on all the the wrestlers. Yeah, they have a the, ton of documentaries, a lot of old school pay-per-views and stuff like that it's a lot of fun but uh yeah i mean this, this is a win for AEW. they'll be able to scoop up brown Strowman if brown Strowman wants to go there and he'll be a top level guy in no time yeah i don't know if he does though because he's had some comments in the past where he's kind of put down the other uh uh what i guess you would call them promotions um and then and indies or whatever I could I could definitely see Lana going to AEW going with her. her and let's husband. be honest, if that if he ends up going to Impact, him and Moose could put on a fantastic <laughs> program. I did hear a theory today though that Strowman, it might be a good idea for him to just go to ho- Hollywood and do. I could see that. Take that route, you know, kind of do the Rock thing, or, or I guess John Cena. But yeah, uh, Strowman was one of their bigger contracts. So Wasn't I he just the- in like a WWE championship match? Yeah. In the paper, like the main event? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, nah, we're good. But and I can was, understand them wanting money. to get that contract off the records. Yeah, he was making a lot of money. the cost. He was, make, uh, make selling a look a little bit more valuable. It's just, I get that. To me, it's sad, though, too, that it's if, if the WWE leaves the McMahon family hands, that's like the end of an era. Yeah, it, it would be weird if they sold it out of the family because you i think you and i and probably most wrestling fans assumed like they're just going to give it to shane and, and stephanie and triple h to keep running and then their kids and yeah i think that was a bit of a shocker though when triple h said that he's thinking about hanging it up here soon i mean he's been in the business for a long time forever it feels yeah, like I, I think he looks at looks at vincent's like i don't want to be that old doing this like, <laughs> sees how much stress he's probably going through every week um and just like i i have enough money i don't need to deal with all that but i do like you know what triple h has done with nxt and and things like that he's really made that in just like a its own brand really it is a bit surprising that wwe wasn't able to manufacture alistair black into something really good on the main roster because as soon as he arrived there they start doing some really weird stuff with them with those backstage promos and all do. that. And I I get the appeal of Lana. Lana isn't really going to wrestle her way around anybody. She should have never lost that accent. She should have never no. stopped pretending to be Russian or Bulgarian <laughs> or whatever she was. Never do that. But she could join her husband in AEW and be oh, a yeah. great valet. Yeah, yeah. And then they could travel together and it, it would work out pretty well. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she maybe just wanted to like stay home and start a family though first. Um, that wouldn't surprise me if she has that opportunity right now. That's got to be weird though. Yeah, to, to be in a in a place where like I couldn't understand. I could understand it, but 
if a Vikings player was married to like a a Bears cheerleader, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I always thought that would be kind of weird because um, you know, like how Adam Cole is in a relationship with Britt Baker. Yeah, I mean, you've got the two competing companies, and they can't really talk about each other publicly. Was she with WWE? S- strange. Uh, she wrestled. I believe two or three matches. Okay, yeah, I thought I thought so, and then I I, I was thinking of. Uh, and they ended up passing the, on her. I think I was thinking of Zack Ryder and his girlfriend too. They were both um, in there together in WWE. Um, but yeah, these these were just they. I think they caught everybody by surprise. I I know they caught some of the talent by surprise. Yeah. Um, but they've been they've been letting go of some pretty uh, notable names. I know. What Daniel Bryan's contract expired, um, so they, they haven't brought him back. I don't. They know They pushed Murphy pretty hard for a little while with Seth Rollins there, and they, uh, they were building him up pretty well. I wonder how I, much. I thought they were going to do something there. I wonder how much the impact of having no fans like really has on all of this because they don't have to like really listen to. They don't have to go on Twitter and listen to people and what they want because right they don't have a crowd. They make the crowd noise, so they don't have to. All their storylines they have, no one's going to boo them because they control that. Now, I believe I read that raw ratings this week were an all-time low. Oh yeah, they're terrible. Well, they're it's terrible. It's a terrible product right now because they don't have anyone. Like they think they're doing great because they don't have anyone telling them they're not doing great. Like the fans are, like all those years of booing Roman Reigns and all that stuff. Like that makes a difference. Like that that affects yeah. how you pitch him and, and his storyline they're gonna love him by the way um when <laughs> fans come back like they're they're going to love him um, oh yeah speaking of that how just how excited are you about you know wrestling returning to arenas with actual crowds and then you know i just missed that those pops yesterday i got an email that said target center minneapolis yeah smackdown smackdown live yeah coming and with the pre-sale code and everything and i got a little excited i got a little goosebumpy (laughs) because that's uh that's something i haven't seen in a long long time Mm -hmm. and uh, you know i started scouting a lot of the other things like uh the the um the concerts and stuff that were all being put on hold we're getting rescheduled for dates and it it feels like things are starting to get back together and i'm i almost just Went and bought those New Order Pet Shop Boys tickets right then because <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, this I, I can't wait! I want it." Yeah, it's it feels it feels good. It feels like we're we're finally getting back to some normalcy, and then it'll all it'll feel really good in uh, you know what week three U.S. Bank Stadium. Oh uh, man, when when Seattle comes to town and get that first skull chant going on there, that had to feel really weird for the Vikings on the field because the Minnesota had such a home field advantage yeah, yeah. with that crowd behind them and with none, nobody there. It was strange. There were three and watching like at home. Aaron Rodgers wasn't uncomfortable at all out there. <laughs> no. And I know that Aaron Rodgers is a bad example because he's been doing this for many years. And, yeah. uh, but even when you watch some of the games, when, at U.S. Bank Stadium, when Aaron Rodgers and the Packers were there, they could get loud and throw him off oh, yeah. a couple times. And uh, as weird as it sounds, forcing another team, even in the first half, 
to call timeout because of crowd noise. Yeah. Feels like such a win for the crowd. It's just great. Well, you get all you get the young quarterbacks in there, you know, you get rookies who are like they've never been in an environment like that before. Typically, yeah. you know, if you're if you're in college, mo- pretty much all the stadiums are out- outdoors. So you get indoors, it is ridiculously loud. And the young defense just not having any energy to feed off. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's it's um I think that's what I'm most excited about of, of everything getting back to normal. It's just fans in football stadiums and wrestling like yeah just the natural reactions of of crowds and i've just even been watching a little bit of the nba playoffs and and hearing that those reactions yeah i've been like paying the, close attention to that too like the knicks fans but just going as long as and everything as long as football fans don't come back and be jerks like those oh, nba they're gonna, fans they're gonna, have they're, they're gonna. throwing bottles and spitting and nba baseball look they're fighting like every week I'll admit I haven't been watching baseball, so I don't know what those fans are up to there. Yeah. But that's there's just lots of I've seen you know not streakers, but you know people running <laughs> on the field, people getting sucker punched in the stands. Oh boy! Like yeah, there's obviously we saw the the water bottle and the popcorn or whatever in the NBA. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, people we know we know we haven't been out in about in you know about a year, but we're still act like humans come on yeah <laughs> this isn't let's, philadelphia let's just chill out a little bit yeah this yeah exactly this isn't cleveland we're not throwing batteries on the field or anything um <laughs> uh, but that's gonna do it for today's show where can people follow you on twitter adam i am mn viking zombie on your twitter machines you can go there i'm probably talking about some stupid stuff like bicycle helmets today was the thing so yeah, that's that's what I was talking about over there today. If you want to see my cats, the same handle over on Instagram. Post a lot of pictures of cats and just maybe some video game stuff here and there. And over on my Twitch, which is again same same thing, MN Viking Zombie. I played some community games over there. Maybe some Fall Guys. I think I'm going to start getting into maybe playing through some old school RPGs on there, just because I love them. There you go. Follow him on all those platforms. Follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, we will talk to you later.